0: Hey everyone, welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and it's another solo episode. It's funny, when I asked you guys hmm, weeks ago, so like, what do you want more of? Do you want more, like, experts on, or just like me tangents? 52% of you did say that you just want more of me on soapboxes talking about nothing. No, just kidding. You just like solo. So this is a solo episode and I'm excited to be here and talk about today's, um, today's content, the content for today. Um, because it's imposter syndrome and oof, it's exciting because as entrepreneurs and doctors and females, this is something that we all deal with like a lot. Um, 70% 70% of us apparently deal with imposter syndrome, which is, I want to talk to the 30%. Like, I, I seriously just want to be like, so like, you never, you never doubt yourself. And, and maybe that's in that research. I don't know where that I pulled it from a site, but they didn't quote who did the research. Um, but like, I wonder if that was how it was questioned. Because like, what, you never feel on like, like you have you just go walk around in life feeling like you have the skills for everything that you're up against they're either not pushing themselves or they're sociopaths and as one so overly confident sociopath if I experience imposter syndrome I don't know I just feel like most people should there we go you should experience imposter syndrome otherwise I think you're a sociopath that's pretty much I guess the takeaway from the episode and we're done okay um So before we jump in, let's do a listener highlight. Okay, so this one is um, from, I can't even pronounce it. I have no idea, but it says this is a podcast for everyone. You never know what you're going to expect from Dr. Lauren. One day she's talking about running a business, the next she's diving into the depths of consciousness. Even though this is a chiropractic podcast, if you're into personal growth, mom life, personality tests, etc., she means the Enneagram there. Uh, just pick a random episode and check her out. She's bold, funny, compassionate, and open. Definitely worth a listen. Thank you very very much person who's Uh, Apple name is just like 17 letters, but thank you for your five stars and your review. And um, I feel like now is a good time to bring up the fact that, um, okay, do you guys ever really get inside your head since we're talking about imposter syndrome, where like somebody will start following you on (laughs) not in real life people on social media. And you're like, wait a minute, weren't you following me before? I'm pretty sure you were. Does that mean you unfollowed me? What did I do to make you mad? And then like get really inside your head about like, oh my god, like maybe it's a patient or something who you're like, wait a minute. Why did you just start following me now? I know you were following me before. Where you did you get upset? Like, does anybody else have that? Is it just me? just wondering, is it just the Enneagram threes who need everybody to like them and get inside their head? No, it's not just the threes. Everybody deals with stuff like that. But anyways, I had that happen recently. The reason that I'm bringing it up is because I appreciate all of you two star people listening who get upset with me and maybe take a little hiatus for not writing your two star reviews. Like Lauren sucks and she pissed me off and I'm mediocre about her. So thanks for keeping that to yourself. But you could. I've I've said it. If you write a bad review, there's a good chance I'm going to read it because I'll be pissed and I'm a vengeful bitch. If you don't know that about me, if you think I'm just this kind person, I am actually really nice. But I also, I've got like a little bit of like gunslinger in me. Um, Riot girl, I think that's what they call it. Like And so... I am also very vengeful. But I don't know how we got on this tangent. Let's read our question and then pray and get like a little more centered in life instead of this. Okay, so today's question is from Mary Momper. And I don't know if that is her real name. I love it. If it is. Um, I love it even more so though, if it's not. Like, and she's just like, what's a fake name? Um, But that's a cool name. So uh, the question is, were you nervous about attending chiropractic school? How did you know it was right for you? I've planned on applying, attending for years. After tons of shadowing and interning to confirm my desires, and I visited and loved one of my top schools last year and planned to visit the second one I applied to in the next few weeks, COVID-19 permitting. But after receiving an acceptance a week ago from the school that I visited and loved, I've had a lot of second guessing and anxiety over it suddenly what if I don't end up liking it? What if I can't handle the workload, especially in the first two to three trimesters and have to drop out? I have a really strong work ethic, but have never been great at studying. So this is a concern for me. That's a lot of money to pay and guilt because my parents are helping me out a ton. If it ends up not being the right choice for me, I don't have long to decide now that I've been accepted and need to secure my spot. Please help. Thank you tons. Okay, so let's pray. And then let's jump in. Dear God, as we are showing up in this conversation today talking about imposter syndrome, let this be a reminder to everyone that that negative self talk inside of us is um, never you, you are never showing up negatively, to tell us that we're not enough um, and that we're going to fail and that you're doing the wrong thing. Um, Remind us that when we are in our head, that that's not how you speak to us and that you speak to us through loving, loving comments to our heart and help nudge us when we're going about a path that um, maybe isn't what you intend for us and So remind us that that's not you, that's not innate intelligence, that's not our soul, that's not loving, and uh, that's the yippee voice inside our head that is there to keep us from evolving and becoming the person that you intend us to be. So in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so first, I will recommend Mary that you go back and listen to episode 26. Um, this is a similar question that we got from a pre-chiropractic student um, saying like, what if this isn't what I should be doing? Um, and so we kind of walk through, a lot in that. This episode is going to be different, so you can listen to both. Um, but yes, go listen to that. It's very cool that I'm at that point in podcasting where it's like, well, go listen to this episode and that episode, and we covered. Um, I can't believe I have a feeling at some point my memory is just going to be like, I don't know if I've told you this story or not. Um, I don't know um, where we're at in life if I've covered this topic because I have a terrible memory. But I do know episode 26 was good. And um, from a student. So let's talk about what's going on. So like I said, um, you know, 70% of people experience this feeling that we call kind of like imposter syndrome. Like that's what it kind of sounds like you're going through of like, what if I don't have what it takes to do this? Because it it sounds like you've already gone through like you've done your homework on chiropractic, you have like if you had never been adjusted, never been to a chiropractor, and you said, like, I chose this because I didn't get into med school, or I chose this because I like the cracking noise when you, you know, pop those little bubbles in packaging, I'd be like, hmm, we should talk. But you've done your homework. So I think that you like chiropractic, and that automatically qualifies you to like go to chiropractic school. Well, I mean, you got to get grades to get in, but you know what I mean? emotionally? Are you on the right path? It sounds like you could be very, very fulfilled with this career. But you're really doubting yourself and if you're gonna fail or not. So today's episode, you know, I've talked about imposter syndrome before. That's another episode. Oh my gosh, look at me, but I don't know which episode that that number is. Uh, Kerb will put it in the show notes for us. But so today, we're going to actually reference Um, or the inspiration for this episode is from a book by Dr. Valerie Young. And it's secret thoughts of successful women, why capable people suffer from imposter syndrome and how to thrive in spite of it. Now, that's a really long book title. And she didn't ask me. But I would have like nipped that a little bit. But I mean, and then again, me reading it, you now know, like, I feel like we we very much know what that book's going to be about. But that's a lot of words. So Not the point. So um, in her book, she has five subtypes of imposter syndrome. And I'm not going to go like in depth, like this isn't about her book, but like those five subtypes are the inspiration for what we're about to dive into. So I have a feeling that more than 70%, like I said, of people experience these feelings, especially amongst the listeners or the type of people who go to graduate school. Um, Achievers in general tend to be the ones who feel the most form of imposter. Like, that's not my opinion. That's what the research said. And, you know, it's, I think it's because they find themselves in new situations. If you're constantly achieving Not any like Enneagram achievers, just like, you know, all the different types of personalities that apply to graduate school and are wanting to succeed in life um, and do new things. They're constantly finding themselves in new situations like you are. You are looking and going like, wow, I've never been in chiropractic school. I've been in college. I've been in high school. Um, You know, what is this going to be like? And when we're in a new situation, this discomfort sets in. And this tends to come this discomfort can tend to come from like these five different subtypes. So the first one that Dr. Young really talks about is like the perfectionist. And so I am wondering if your fear is coming from your, um, your acknowledgement that you're not going to be able to have a perfect life going into this, you know, like, which is kind of the truth. When you go into chiropractic school, something you're going to be juggling a lot, you're going to be going into debt, you kind of address that you're juggling grades, your health relationships, chiropractic school is going to force you just to create a different regimen than you have now. And if you are a perfectionist, that may be very scary. Um, You know, because like maybe right now you're like, I have plenty of time to see my friends and balance relationships. And I have plenty of time to prep meals and go to the gym. And so even if you're not looking at chiropractic school, if you're a chiropractor, and you're like, gosh, I really want to become a doula or I really want to, you know, I don't know, start doing applied kinesiology or whatever it is. This perfectionism is a subtype that can get in the way of like, and like be the reason of a lot of that negative self talk of you just going like, ah, oh. but that like the underlying root problem here is but are things gonna be able to be perfect if I change something? If I change up my current routine in order to take on this next step, this new achievement is thing are things gonna still be perfect? Am I going to not be able to go to the gym as much? Am I not going to be able to make homemade meals as much? Am I not going to be able to see my mom as much? Am I going to be able to spend as many have as many date nights? Whatever it is that in your mind right now, if you're viewing like okay, there is harmony in my life because everything is perfect, this disruption of the idea of perfect. Can be really scary and be kind of what's happening inside your head. So if that's going on, just acknowledging, going like, yeah, that is what it is realize that when you get in chiropractic school, there will be a new version, your personality has kind of made your current life find harmony, and you will find harmony in the new version. But yes, you may be slightly uncomfortable in a little for a little while, while you're figuring out like, okay, do I need to study late into the night? Do I need to wake up early to study? Do I, you know, go to the library? Do I study at my desk? Like, do I need to go to the coffee shop? Um, (laughs) The answer to be honest is yes. And or at least that was for me with studying. I'd love to hear other chiropractors like when they're thinking about chiropractic school, but I have kind of ADD. So I could never sit in the same spot and study for six hours. Um, Oh my gosh, it is so crazy to think back to chiropractic school. And like, my Saturdays would just be like, um, study, go to the gym, study, get groceries, study, go get drunk. (laughs) Um, And then Sunday would be similar too. Like, wow, that is insane. Anyways, so it's exhausting to think about. But so, like, you're going to find a new routine that feels right for you. You're just going to have to trust that like, it's going to be different, it may be uncomfortable for a little bit. So if you're an Enneagram one, this might be how what the subtype of um, imposter syndrome that shows up in your life. So the second subtype that Dr. Young talks about is um, like she calls it like the superwoman, And this is the negative self talk that you can't do it all. And other people are going to see you fail, and they're gonna know that you can't do it all. So this is hello, my Enneagram threes and sevens. Oh my gosh, you know, because we, you've probably if this is your subtype have held up your identity to the external world based on how hard you work, like workaholic, hustle, and again, you're looking to the future and wondering, yeah, I've hustled, but like, that's a whole different level of hustle. And will I have what it take? Um, And if you haven't looked at, you know, all of your skills and kind of analyzed, like, okay, I do work hard, I do what it takes, I adapt. um, And you're thinking more about your identity from like other people looking in, And if you can uphold this identity, this could be a problem. So this is the big one of like your, your fear isn't failing. Your fear is failing in front of other people. And I don't really know um, if this is you or not. This is a big one that I read. This is definitely my subtype in when I look at, um, going into a new achievement or a different stage of life is going like oh my gosh but what if this this or this happens and you know and then when i dig deeper it's like okay well, what would that mean well then it would mean that people would know that i am not amazing and can't do everything and like i can't work hard enough to keep that up and so yeah like like we said in the prayer this is some deep, negative self talk, all of these subtypes. It's it's not God, it's not your soul. It's not a loving place. Like when you start to pick apart imposter syndrome. um, It's I almost recommend you write down, like truly what you're thinking, and like, pick it apart. So like I like I just did. So for me, If I am, let's say that I am going to be speaking at an event and I am really nervous that like I'm not going to give a good talk and that I'm not as big of a deal as they think I am or whatever it is, but like the topic they want me to talk on, am I really that good on it? Um, I mean, gosh, I just sold the Reels course for the month of December And imposter syndrome came in hard during that, like where it was just like, who am I to be doing this? And like, I was just so worried that other people were gonna like, judge, like, who are you to be doing this? And so one of the things that I would do, or anytime that imposter syndrome shows up for me, is I'll write down, like, you are like the craziness in my head. And you know, then I look at it and you're like, is that true? Like you just wrote down what that what that negative person is saying, like, you're not qualified. Like you're bad at this. You are a nobody like I, you just write it all down. and You're like, wow. And it's almost laughable, to be honest, where it's like, geez, Louise, I am beating the crap out of myself right now. And then you go like, is it true? What you just wrote? And most of the time, you're like, well, no, it's not 100% true. And it's like, well, no, I'm not asking is that 100? Like, is? Well, yeah, that's what it is. That true? Are you dumb? Are you unqualified? Are you this? And most of the time, you're going to go, no, I'm just worried that other people will think that or I'm worried that I just don't have enough. So Okay, so the third subtype um, is almost like the opposite of her superwoman in that she has labeled like the natural genius. And this, um, this I kind of relate to as well a little bit. I don't know what Enneagram this would be maybe like a nine. Um, But this is the idea that up until now, you feel like you haven't had to really work for it. Like things have just kind of fallen in line. You've gotten good grades without having to put in much effort. Um, You know, and maybe this is you because you said you aren't, you know, you've done really well, you have a hard, well, no, you said you have a hard work ethic. So, but you haven't done well with studying like, but if you feel like the natural flow of the universe and luck and everything has kind of lined up until now, a big part of this subtypes imposter syndrome is going to be like, what if my luck runs out? What and this is interesting, because it's like, you truly are not giving yourself any credit, you have attributed where how you've gotten here in life based on like, personality, charm, luck. And it's like, "Ooh, that's not you could be the luckiest person in the world. You can be the funniest person in the world. But like, you have skills that got you to where you are in life. Anytime I'm talking to people about, like, listen, you just need to keep moving forward and trust that you will be able to pivot. And the only way to trust that you'll be able to pivot is to kind of assess, look back and go like, and remember some of those hurdles that you had. So if this is one for you, and and you're like, yeah, I college wasn't that bad. High school wasn't that bad. But graduate school is a whole new level. What if this is where I start to fail? And up until now, it's been easy breezy. Um, look back and really double guess. Sec- second, guess? Well, that doesn't sound right either, though. Um, analyze, just look back in the last couple years of, you know, in 2020, probably had one or two of them in there. And look at a hurdle small or big, that you overcame. And then like, look at like, well, how did you overcome? Maybe it was a breakup that was really, really sad. Well, how did you overcome it? Like in drinking and eating too much chocolate and watching the office doesn't count. Like, you know, like look at the healthy habits that you did that helped you overcome it. You know, did you get fired from a job? Did you fail a test in college and have to like figure out, you know, how you were gonna not fail the class, whatever it was, look at a hurdle that you've overcome, and realize like, you're way more qualified to that got you here than you think like you didn't just get here on luck, you actually do. Maybe you just naturally um, have really good healthy habits. And you're like, Oh, wait, I actually do have a lot of really good skill sets. And trust, like, okay, you didn't get here on luck, and you don't need luck to get you through chiropractic school. You have a hard work ethic, you're gonna be good. Okay, so the fourth subtype is wondering if you can do this on your own. So this is, I don't know, I would say like Enneagram twos would really struggle with this, but like, this is the idea that you're the subtype here is really worried that they may have to ask for help. Okay. Um, And that, you know, and this may be you because you brought up like your parents having to pay for it, or like that your parents are helping you pay for it. And so it's not just disappointing you, it's disappointing them. Um, But this is the one, I don't know how this works in chiropractic school, but I can definitely see how it applies out in the rest of the world, where if you let's say that you are a chiropractor, and you've got kids and you're married, and you are looking to maybe you want to start getting your ICPA certification, or like I said, you, anything, maybe you want to become a yoga instructor, um, or just pick up painting or running half marathons, whatever it is, um, an imposter syndrome creeps in. It. This subtype is likely struggling with the idea of like, well, my husband's gonna have to do the grocery shop. Like, shoot, my mother in law is gonna need to watch the kids. How am I gonna get the training runs in? Because I'm gonna have to rely on other people or whatever it is. Like, it's the fear of like, I'm gonna have to rely on other people for this. And this makes me really uncomfortable because what if one, I get over the hurdle of having to ask for help. But then what if I disappoint them? Like, it's okay, if I fail, you know, and I'm the only one who gets disappointed. And so like, this is different than the like superwoman subtype, in my opinion, because like the motivation behind that one, like I said, is more the Enneagram three is like the embarrassment and shame of like in front of an audience failing. This one, why I feel like an Enneagram two is more like this subtype is because like the struggle is like a specific person that you're letting down. Like this person is helping me and what if I let them down? Because, you know, it's not you don't want to help, you don't want help from other people. And you know, you need it in this aspect. And that's a bummer. (laughs) Like, you know, I think that one of the healthiest things you could do in this scenario is to have that conversation with the person that you're going to need to ask for help. But you know, and say like, hey, so like, if it is, you're going to need your husband, to, um, help with the household more because you're not going to be as available. And the thing is, is like us planners, Like again, this is why achievers, um, I think deal with imposter syndrome so much is because we're just like planners too. It's just like, okay, we see all these hurdles and we're like, okay, what, what will I do if that happens? What will I do if that happens? And so I think we just plan for success at a different level than a lot of people. So, you know, we're having these like, well, what if and the what if may not even happen. But so just humor yourself and have the conversation with your husband and go like, okay, so this course I'm thinking about signing up for my concern is, you know, it's gonna expect expect need a lot from you. You guys, I swear to God, I've drank a lot of coffee today. Maybe my body needs water instead of coffee for my brain to work. No, so I'm in a need, this is going to be, our family is going to need you as well in order for me to do this. I can't do this on my own. And, you know, and my fear is that you're going to resent me for it. My fear is that you will drop the ball, like maybe don't say that. But you know, like my fear is that that it's gonna to be too much asking of you. And then my fear is also is like, what if I don't do a good job of this and you're disappointed in me? I think most of the people that you, you know, whether it's your parents, your best friend, your family, your spouse, um, any of the people that you' would be turning to in a time of help um, in a time of need, they love you. Like more than likely, you're not turning to some like, random person who you get coffee with twice a year, you know, kind of an acquaintance type thing being like, I'm gonna really lean on you during this time. And they're like, you are okay. Um, No, so these are people who are close to you. And vulnerability is one of the biggest things that will shut down imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome needs shame. Okay, and we've talked about shame and vulnerability and a lot of these topics before where it's like, imposter syndrome feeds off this shame inside spiral inside your head of like, keep it secret. You don't want anybody to know that you feel like a fraud. You don't want anybody to find out that you feel underqualified you don't want anybody to know that you're thinking these things. And Brene Brown is the one who says like, shame cannot exist when you shed a light on it. So one of the best things you can do, whatever your subtype is of in these that you is shed a light on it. Like I said, for me, it was writing it down and going like, holy cow, is that true? Maybe for someone else, it's talking to someone and saying like, these this is what i'm thinking these are my fears and doing it in a vulnerable way with someone you trust is shedding light on it and is one of the best ways to get rid of imposter syndrome so for you mary it might be talking to your parents and going like i'm really scared that i don't have what it takes and you guys are putting this money up for me and you're going to be so disappointed in me if i if this isn't the right choice. And I have a feeling, since your parents are helping you, they seem like nice people. Um, But like, I have a feeling, I know that if my child came to me and said that, I would just fill them with so much, like, they believe in you. They would not, I promise you, no matter how much you love your child, if you think that they don't have what it takes to do something, you tend not to like double down on it by investing in it, right? Um, You know, like, if my kid needs a car, like, but she's a terrible driver, I might go like, hey, let's get you a like, like a, a beater. So you can kind of practice a little bit. I'm not about to go out and buy them a brand new car, even though I think they're a terrible driver, right? So like, we love our kids. But there's limits on how much we're willing to invest if we don't believe they have the skill set yet. We support them. I love you, honey. I support you. Um, but your family by helping you in chiropractic school is saying that they're saying like, we have seen you we have watched you over the last 20 plus years, and believe that this is a good idea and that you got this. But sometimes we just need to have the conversations so we can cast a light on that shame cycle and get it to stop. Okay, so the fifth um, subtype is one that I just, it's so funny. Uh, I I think it's like Enneagram, maybe like five or six-ish, I don't know. Um, And it is the subtype of feeling like you're going to need to know everything like a knowledge monster and wondering if you're going to be able to learn everything. Now, there's kind of like two prongs to this, in my opinion. So if this is your subtype, one, it might be coming from looking at the entirety of chiropractic school and being overwhelmed with the amount that you will learn over that amount of time and go, holy cow, I don't know if I can do this. I vividly remember um, syllabus day. Wait, was it syllabus day? I think syllabus is the word I'm looking for. In college, where you went from, like, it was the day one, where the entire point of the class that day was talking about, like, this is how you're going to get graded, we're going to have quizzes every Friday, every once a month, you're going to have to write a this or this. And you're like, Oh, wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff. Because you're looking at the next three months in one hour of like the amount of information. And then you go to your next class and they do the exact same thing. And so now you're adding that on top of your previous class. And so I would always get so overwhelmed that first week of school, because I was mentally feeling like I needed to do all of it. Like subconsciously, I was feeling like there's no way I can do all of that. Um, And you might be doing that right now with chiropractic school and you might be going like, oh, wow, that's a lot. And it is a lot. (laughs) Like I told you, I was Saturday would just be studying all day. And so would Sunday. And, um, but you bite it off in little chunks. You get through trimester or semester, whichever school it is, um, trimester by trimester, quarter by quarter. Um, there were, so I went to Northwestern in Minneapolis and I don't know if it's still T2, trimester two. Um, that's the hardest, but boy, um, it was when I was there, it was like 28 credits and it was all sciences. Just like, there was no fluff. It was, because you didn't have practice, like we weren't in lab um, adjusting yet. Not that that's fluff by any means, but you know, like we, it was just biochem, micro, anatomy, like just beating, learning all day long. And um, there were times during that where literally I had to take it one day at a time because I would look at my week and you'd have like a test on Tuesday, a test on Wednesday, and a test on Friday. And I would just go like, okay, I'm not even thinking about my Friday test until I get through with my Wednesday test. Um, And that's just how it needed to be. So like the weekend before, I was like, I only can look, I'm gonna spend 80% of my time studying this test for this test. And then as soon as that test is over, I'll really jam-pack for the next one. And that's okay. So like if this is your part, if this is your subtype, and you're like, yeah, that's what it is, is like I just am looking at the massive amount of information and go like, I mean, man, am I gonna be able to learn all that? bit by bit, honey. Um, Then the other one, the other like sub fork of this subtype might be the idea that you're going to be a doctor. And that as a doctor, you should have the answer to everything. And you don't know if you can learn everything in order to be able to answer every question. So this is a big misconception that I think a lot of chiropractors still hold. They hold this ego aspect of like, I am smart and I went to chiropractic school and chiropractors have to work just as hard as medical students. And so therefore they feel like they can't go like, interesting. I haven't, I don't have the answer to that, but I can figure it out. You know, I have patients talk to me, I this probably happens one to three times a week or a day, like probably like once a day, even sometimes where a patient will say like, so do you have some exercises to like strengthen my diaphragm? I don't know. Can you strengthen the diaphragm people? You should be able to. Huh? Good question. Anyways, let's say somebody asked me that. In my head, that's what I would go. I would go like, huh, that's a good question. Um, let me find out. And know that if this is part of the imposter syndrome of like, are you going to be able to know everything that everybody throws at you because you're a doctor? Like, rest assured, that is not the expectation. Um, I think that it sucks that we even ask that of medical doctor, doctors, like chiropractors, nobody should be expected to know everything at any moment. Like it's just, I don't want to say it's ridiculous because if this is your subtype, I don't want to be calling you ridiculous. Um, But like, it is okay to like, when you graduate, yes, you will have a doctor. But honestly, what that means to me is that you are... You've acquired the skills to be able to sort through information quickly and assess like what is helpful to a problem and what is not helpful. So like you going to Google to go like, you know, left sided knee pain exercises you know, you are, as a doctor, are going to be so much better at finding the real answer than just like your Aunt Kathy being like, huh, maybe it's my, my this. And you're like, no, that doesn't even attach there. Like, so just rest assured that you're not going to learn everything. (laughs) You are going to learn as much as you can. And there's going to be so so much. I have said so many times, I've talked to so many chiropractors that have said, like, we didn't learn anything about this in chiropractic school. Because like, it's not just the doctor stuff. It's the finance, it's the marketing, you know, and it's impossible to know it all. This is why like experts are experts in their field. And it's okay. So whatever subtype really resonated with you, and I definitely believe that, Um, You know, I don't know what Dr. Valerie says in her book, secret thoughts of successful women, why capable people suffer from imposter syndrome and how to thrive in spite of it. Um, I don't know what she says in there about this specific topic of like, but most of the time, subtypes, personality tests, things like this does say like, yes, one is going to resonate with you the most, but there's going to be times in your life where another one may be more the issue. So whether you are in chiropractic school and you've decided to start your own practice, um, one of these subtypes is likely showing up. Is it that you're not going to have, you're worried you're not going to have the perfect practice right from the beginning? Because I'm telling you right now, you won't. You can't afford the perfect practice in the beginning. Um, if you're worried you won't be able to do it all because you're going to be needing to do finance and marketing and, um, being a doctor and being a mom and being a spouse and all that and like you're worried that you won't be able to also be in the gym to our, like I'm here to tell you you won't be able to like your business is going to be your number one priority and that means that like something somewhere is going to I don't want to have to say suffer but like you're going to have to shift your time you it, the idea that anybody can do it all is ridiculous in the first place um if you're worried because you, you're just worried that you've gotten to this point in life on luck and charm, and that now is the time it's going to run out, I assure you, you have not gotten here on luck and charm. And that all the skills that have gotten to you, gotten you to this point in life will continue to be to grow and evolve and become even better. Like, so don't be surprised that your quote, unquote, luck and charm will just continue to like double down in life as you Uh, develop your skills and your identity. You know, if you're wondering if you can open a practice on your own without asking for help, I promise you, you can't. You need an accountant. You're gonna likely, you should talk to a lawyer to like get things set up. You should, you know, like you might need your mom to watch your kids so you can go speak at an event. Although who's having an event in 2021? Um, No, like you're gonna have to market and you're gonna need babysitters or whatever. You're gonna need help. Or if you're worried, if you know everything you need to know, oh my gosh, I get this question all the time from people starting a practice where they're like, what am I missing? Like, they want to know. This is totally the Enneagram six. Um, But like, I want to anticipate every problem what I want to know everything before I have my first day. And it's like, oh, that's not going to happen. You can't, you know, you're going to get into a situation where you're like, uh, I don't know how to do that. And then you're going to look it up and you're going to figure it out right then and there. But it's, this is life. So wherever you're at in your career, um, maybe you have imposter syndrome about something, nothing to do with chiropractic. Maybe you're starting a side hustle, you know, whatever it is. Um, I hope that you know that you are not alone in doubting yourself. Um, And no, one of my favorite things that I think it was Rachel Hollis who said it actually. Um, She was speaking at the Amy Porterfield conference. And she said something that like we expect that, um, of ourselves that like, we need to be exponentially better. Like if we're going to educate someone else on something, if we are going to, you know, we, um, you know, we have to know everything. And this is, was kind of like the reminder that I said to myself back when I was selling the reels course in December, that like, she says, you just need to be one step ahead, 10% better in order to Look back and help the people behind you get to where you are. Now, I I do wanna caveat, I, I do think I'm at least 10% better. In real. <laughs> so like, I was better than that. But you know, that was helpful of like, oh, okay, do I think I am the best at this? No, absolutely not. But that's not what is required for you to get out of your comfort zone and go start achieving and getting into new situations and succeeding in life. You don't need to know everything. You don't need to be prepared to know every single thing that's going to happen and how you're going to handle it. And are you going to be able to keep life perfect? You just need to know like, I've got the skills. I believe in me. Let's jump. So Mary, I hope this was helpful. I truly I don't know you, but I believe in you. Just from like, what you wrote, I think you got this chiropractic school is super hard. Um, But passion and work ethic are the two things that you really need. Um, And If you were able to get the grades to get into chiropractic school, I really believe you have everything you need to get through. Just, you love chiropractic, you work hard, you got this. All right, she slayers. thanks for listening. I hope you got something out of this. Everybody send their good vibes to Mary right now. Good vibes. Mary's just going to be like at the gym right now and just fall off the treadmill. And she's like, what the hell just happened? Um, so, uh, until next week.